0: Well, hey everybody, my name is Noelle. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, Hey, thanks for being on this uh, awesome Wednesday summer night with us. And if it's your first time here, I just wanna give a special shout out and say thanks for being here. All right, tonight we are wrapping up our Remind series. Who's liked this series so far? It's been a blessing to me. We learned that there's a real spiritual battle for our minds. Levi reminded us of the replace principle, that we need to replace lies with truth. Jake talked about the rewiring principle, that we need to rewire our brains with declarations of truth from God's word. And Heather, last week, brought it with the reframe principle, right? We need to reframe the past and pre-frame the future Amen. so good right we have another re for tonight i'll give you that much but before we get to our read i want to ask you a question can you remember the very first time you felt worried think about it can you remember the first time you ever felt worried i can think of mine it was kindergarten and it was picture day. Uh, My mom got me a really cute dress with this matching headband bow situation. And there was just one problem that I really didn't like bows. And my mom knew that, and she was like, Noelle, okay, just wear it for the picture. You can put it in your cubby. Just make sure you wear it for the picture. So I got to school, and I like, ripped off the bow, threw it in my cubby, and I was like, okay, I'll come back to you later, I played, I did school, I lunched. did my thing, and then we went, and we got our pictures taken, and we were lining up, and ready, and I was in line, ready to go, almost my turn, and then, boom, worry. I forgot my bow in my cubby. Right? <laughs> the worst. So I bursted into tears, you guys, and the worry was just filling me. I was thinking in my head and probably saying to like, I don't know, my teacher, oh no, 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 I'm gonna ruin this picture. Oh no, no, my mom's gonna be sad, and my mom, maybe she'll even be mad at me that I don't have my phone. Gosh, I messed this all up. I just don't even know if this is gonna be okay. Someone kindly, in my worry, walked me to my cubby, we got the bow, we put it on, but the only problem was, was by the time we got back, all the pictures, like all the kids had already taken their picture, so they just like put me in front of the camera, and they're like, okay, picture taken. And this is my kindergarten photo. (laughs) So guys if you zoom in there are literal tears in my eyes still and i'm definitely like not smiling like a little smiley kindergartner right but i have the bow i have the bow (laughs) (laughs) so although i didn't ruin the picture by not having the bow and just a side note my mom told me later Well, it would have been okay. So, although I didn't ruin the picture by not having the bow, you can just see a residue of worry on little five-year-old me, right? Worry robbed me of a smiley kindergarten photo. This is a pretty low-stakes situation. We can also please take that off. This is a pretty low-stakes situation, right? But if I'm honest, I can still hear the same worried voice in my head. And honestly, it doesn't sound all that different. It just isn't about bows and cubbies anymore. It's about other things. Worry, it still says, I'm gonna ruin this. It still says, will that person be mad? It still says, I've messed all of this up. I just don't even know if it's gonna be okay and my worrisome thoughts, they still try and steal me of joy. Worry, it came so quickly. Write a whole novel based off of just one what if, if I let it. How do I know? And this is like kinda a worry test. You get a text that says, can I talk to you? Whose stomach's like, Ugh, you know, <laughs> can I talk to you? Here's what happens to me. That person's mad at me. That person is moving to another state. And that person's dying of a disease all at the same time. <laughs> wow. Right? No. More seriously, worry tries to steal me of opportunities to lean in and to trust God. It tries to mask. God's presence with me as I'm in a circumstance or in a problem. Worry, guys, has been a huge personal battle for me that I've faced in my mind. And I have a feeling that I'm not the only one. It was a struggle for enough people for Jesus to talk about in Matthew 6. Verse 25 says, for this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink nor for your body as to what you shall put on the greek word here for the word anxious is a combination of two smaller words the first is to divide and the second is your mind to divide the mind in other words a person who is having anxious And worrisome thoughts suffers from a divided mind. How spot on. How spot on. Worry makes your mind feel like it's all divided up. But you guys, there is hope for our worried hearts and our worried minds, okay? And tonight, we are going to talk about the power of rejoicing. Rejoicing. Would you pray with me? God, Jesus, we just thank you for your presence here with us right now, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness to us and for your goodness, Lord. And Lord, I know I'm not the only one in here who's battled with worry. Maybe some are coming in worried. And Lord, I just pray that you would speak to us tonight. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, our main point for tonight. In the battle for our mind, we fight worry by rejoicing in Jesus, okay? In the battle for our mind, we fight worry by rejoicing in Jesus. We're going to look at Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8, and I bet some of you have heard this passage before, so I'm really excited to dive in, That Philippians 4 goes like this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again rejoice let all your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understandings will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus finally Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, and whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Okay, what is rejoicing? Rejoicing is celebrating. Rejoicing and celebrating can include (coughs) immense feelings of joy and happiness. Like, I feel very happy, and I rejoice, and I celebrate when UCLA beats USC, amen? Yeah. Yeah. But when Paul calls us to rejoice, he doesn't necessarily command us to experience an immense feeling of joy. I can't just look at Gio right now and be like, feel joy, feel joy, right? No, the call to rejoice, it goes deeper than that. The kind of rejoicing Paul is talking about is not just experiencing feelings of happiness and joy. It's an intentional choice to celebrate. When we rejoice in the Lord, we celebrate to God all the time because of who he is and what he says. Rejoicing in the Lord is declaring there's more To this story that my circumstances are currently telling me there's a bigger hope than my circumstances and that's something worth celebrating it is greater than just a feeling you guys when we make the choice to rejoice in the Lord we're declaring we trust God so rejoicing is actually more about faith than it is about feelings and Paul says to rejoice in the Lord always. This is where I'm like, what about most of the time? I know, but no, nope, it says always. So that means we rejoice when we feel like it. That means we rejoice when we don't feel like it. That means we rejoice when our circumstances are perfect and amazing and just perfectly lined up. And that also means we rejoice when our circumstances are hard and challenging and painful. Though we won't be able to do this perfectly all the time, we can learn to consistently choose to look at our circumstances through God's perspective. Amen. Let's talk about how to rejoice always. I'm going to give you four P's, okay. Four P's that come from this passage to help you win the war in your mind against worry by rejoicing. They are: practice the presence. Say it with me. Practice the presence. Practice the presence. Prayer and praise. Prayer and praise. Take your thoughts. Take your thoughts. Okay. Ready to dive in? Practice the presence. Practice the presence of God. In the presence of your problems okay. okay Practice the presence of God In the presence of a problem This comes from Philippians 4 Verse 5 And it says Let your gentleness be evident to all The Lord is near Here's the thing I feel worried Because I know I'm not enough Me and myself I'm not enough. But the good news and the reason that true rejoicing in God is possible is because God is enough. I can rejoice because he's near. The God that's enough is near. But we praise God whether we feel like he is near or not because he promises to be near. Okay, so last summer I got this shirt. And I wore it a lot. I called it my pink soft fusion shirt. Shout out fusion. Um, and I probably wore it like minimum at least 20 times. And the other day Heather made a comment and she was like, oh, uh, the Jesus isn't distant shirt. I was like, Heather, no, this is my fusion shirt. You know, she's like, no, 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 on the back. It says Jesus isn't distant. (laughs) And I was like, are you kidding me? forgetting that God was near as I was wearing that shirt with the truth that literally said Jesus isn't distant well, Jesus is near what? See, students, let's not let worry make us forget the truth that Jesus isn't distant to us let's make sure that we are consciously remembering that he's near so my question to you is if you've given your life to Jesus, how aware of him are you? How aware of him are you? Do you just vacation with Jesus once a year when you go to fall retreat and heal? Or do you just connect with him on a like once a week basis when you're here at CA Students? Maybe it's not schedule based, but maybe it's It's what just kind of depends if things are going good or if things are going bad. It's really easy to know God's with me when it's good. But when it's bad and busy and hard, I just, I don't know. You guys, I don't say these things to shame you. In fact, I've probably been in all of these categories at different points in my life. I say these things because there's good news. There is more of Jesus for you than that. He wants to give you more. And you guys, we need more of him. Guys, he has poured out his presence like we were singing tonight. Can I just say a second? I literally, this worship set was like the warm-up to this talk. Like, I don't know who did that, but like, holy spirit. So guys, he's poured out his presence. And Psalm 1611 reminds us, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. On his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So guys, it's absolutely crucial. In order to rejoice in him, we need to turn our minds to him. We need to think about him every day. There's a book by Brother Lawrence called Practicing the Presence of God. And it absolutely changed my life. He beautifully articulates that the Christian life is continuously reminding our brains of the presence of God with us in all circumstances. So how are you going to choose to practice the presence of God even in the presence of a problem? As someone who's battled with worry, I started circling in my Bible every time it talks about God being with. I literally just circle with, with, with. Because my mind needs reminding that God is with me. And guys, as I've done it, the Bible talks about God being with us a lot, okay? Some other things I've had to do is I've had to put reminders on my phone of Bible verses or even just God's with me. Because I go throughout my day and it can be easy to forget God. And when I see that, I'm like, oh yeah, God's with me. Oh yeah, he's here. Practicing the presence, it looks like saying a prayer as you're walking from class to class. It looks like putting verses on your mirror. You guys, it's doing whatever it takes to not go a whole day without thinking about God. What steps are you going to take to think about God this week? To practice the presence. Ready for the next theme? This is confusing. I think I held up a three earlier, but I'm not embarrassed. Uh, Because this is a double. This is prayer and praise. Okay? Prayer and praise. Turn your worry into prayer and praise. This comes from verse six that says do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Part of rejoicing in all circumstances comes from praying in all circumstances. And I have really good news for you tonight. If you're a good worrier, you have the potential to be a really great prayer. (laughs) You do, you do. Okay, watch this. Here here's what worry sounds like. Okay, I'm about to head off to college or to a new school, but what if I don't make friends right away? I have this tendency to be really awkward, and what if I just embarrass myself and I just blow it? Wow, I'm gonna be in my dorm all by myself and lonely and gosh, school's just gonna be really hard. The time you spent worrying about it? could easily be an opportunity to pray about it. Watch this, prayer. Lord, I feel nervous right now about going to school and making new friends. God, would you help me to just experience your peace right now? No, I'm not there yet, it's coming soon, but God, you go before me. Would you help me, God, to just pre-frame this, to see all the amazing opportunities I will have at this school and all the amazing friends I'll meet, would you just give me your confidence and your peace? What used to be a neural pathway for worry, now becomes a conversation starter with God. And after you talk with God about your problem, are you ready? Then you start telling your problem about your God. Okay? You start praying. So I'm worried about feeling lonely, and God, even if I do feel lonely, you promise to be with me in all circumstances all the time. Lord, I praise you that you're working all things together for those who love you, for their good. And God, I love you, so that there's good in this. You're in this. God, I praise you. You're stronger and mightier and more powerful than my worry. Do you see the difference? Worry, it just zooms in. On the problem and the what ifs. But praying and praising God opens our perspective to the greater reality and truth of his presence with us. So the next time you sense the battle of worry starting in your mind, begin to take those worries to God in prayer and praise him for who he is and what he's done. And guys, this is my favorite part. Here's some good news. As we bring our prayers to God and we praise him for who he is, Paul says in verse 7, The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Gosh, that's such good news for my worried mind and my worried heart. That as I practice his presence, as I pray, and as I praise him, he's guarding my mind with his peace. Let's go to our final P. Our final P is pick, and it's pick your thoughts. Pick your thoughts. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Guys, we have a choice of what we think about. We get to pick which thoughts we move forward with. Another translation of this verse, it says fix our minds or set our minds on these things. Why do we have to fix our minds or set our minds on these things? It's because worry, it really likes to wander. And it likes to wander further and further from God. So as we pick our thoughts and we're fixing our minds on them, we're saying no to our wandering worry, and we're saying yes to God. And you guys, picking our thoughts, this picking, it's, it's going to be hard work. And it's not hard work for nothing. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Here it is. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Know that every thought picked in the Lord is not in vain. You guys, the Bible is clear on this. And also be encouraged because science actually shows that we can grow in our experience of joy in our minds. Neurobiologists show that most of our brain development, it stops at some point in childhood. But there's this one part in the front of our brains that has the capacity to keep growing. You know what it is? Your joy capacity. Literally, the part of your brain that show like measures joy, doesn't stop developing. It can keep growing. How encouraging, right? Aiden, you can join me up here. And you guys, Aiden, it might be t- sounding like I'm telling you to be inauthentic. Like when you're worried to just say no and just be happy instead. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you that there are two simultaneous realities like we sang about earlier. One is that something is hard and it's scary and it's bad. And the other is that God has overcome and will resurrect and redeem and restore everything that has gone bad. And I'm not saying that we ignore or we deny what's wrong. What I am saying is you acknowledge it and then you don't let it drive your life. You have a choice to focus on the fact that God is bigger and better and closer than any problem you face. Therefore, in any worry, there is always the potential for greater rejoicing. And that is not inauthentic. That's actually being more authentic to the truth and hope of the gospel. And you guys, it's your power to get to choose that. What is rejoicing? It's choosing to celebrate God no matter the circumstances. Choosing to celebrate God and His perspective no matter what. And it's not faking it. Rejoicing is choosing to believe in God's victory. And that is what faith has always been. Yes, I'm for sure still a huge work in progress in this area. And can I just tell you, though, as I've practiced the presence, as I've tried to fix my mind on Jesus throughout the day, as I've brought my worries to him and transformed them into prayers, into praise, and as I've picked my thoughts from there on, you guys, God has met me truly in my worry. I've been able to experience his joy and able to rejoice in him. So which of the four Ps are you going to focus on this week? When you experience a problem, how will you remind yourself of the presence of God in the presence of that problem? When you sense worry coming in, how will you turn that worry into prayer, into praise? And this week, instead of just letting your mind wander to where it wants, what thoughts are you going to pick that leads you towards the Lord and life in Him. We're gonna go into a time of prayer and praise. Prayer and praise. We're gonna have leaders around the room to pray for you. And can I just say, if you've come in with something you're worried about, can you not leave without getting prayer? Please, can you pray and bring that to God? And praying with someone else is one of the most helpful ways to defeat the worry in our minds. And as we sing, whatever song comes next, would you praise God? Would you sing to him? Would you rejoice? Would you thank him for who he is? Would you pray with me? Jesus, we just thank you so much, God. That you're present with us, Lord. Lord, I thank you that even in my most worried times, Lord, you don't um, hold me at arm's length, but you call me in, Lord, to come to pray to you, to talk to you, Lord. Lord, would you help us in this battle for our minds, Lord? Lord, would we rejoice in you? Would we choose to celebrate you even now, Lord? We love you, God, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.